Welcome to another episode of the Weekly Regular. My name is Asan, and I am joined by not one, but we are lucky enough to be joined by two guests on this episode. And uh, both of these voices you will be familiar with as friends of the podcast. Um, first and foremost, uh, I welcome back uh, best friend of the podcast, Derek from college. Hello, Derek. Hello, buddy. How are you? I am swell. Uh, you doing all right? I'm hanging in there. It's been a, it's been a good but long week. Noted. And we're going to get to your um, your week in just a moment here after we introduce our second guest. Uh, our super extra special guest. Secondary sounds diminutive <laughs> and it is not. It is not. It is simply a fact that I have chosen to introduce you second. <laughs> it is not a. It's not a question. Just not a of, reflection upon your character. It's not an indictment. <laughs> yeah, it's not an <laughs> indictment of your personality or the value you hold in my life. Aw, thanks. Uh, no. Uh, uh, let's welcome. Uh, she's back to talk about Invincible. Uh, please welcome Chelsea Roberts. Hello, Yay. Chelsea. Hey. Yeah, I'm excited to be here with both of you. Like, uh, like I was telling Derek uh, before the podcast started, I listened to him extensively because I listen to the weekly regular all the time. So uh, I love seeing his face. And now I can like, uh, imagine you guys talking together <laughs> when I'm That's listening. Perfect. I hope this isn't one of those meet your heroes. I mean, that wow, that sounded arrogant as all get out. I'm just gonna excuse myself now. I'm done. Good Chelsea's night. like, you no, trust me, it's not the one of those. It's going to be the three of us talking about Invincible, but then I open my mouth like I normally do, and something horrible came out this time. So I'm just going to excuse myself. No, no, I I really enjoy listening, guys, because uh, I don't have really strong opinions about media i just like it you know okay. i'm like oh this is great mm -hmm. so then hearing you guys uh analyze it is very interesting to me it's made me a lot smarter so like it That's right on <laughs> well you were brilliant going into it so that is a feat of superhuman capacity <laughs> speaking of speaking which, of which Chelsea, when we when we have a, a stellar segue, we do this now. Is that Speaking what we of do? which, because we accidentally did that's it. That's a new thing we're so doing. So, for those of you listening along at home, <laughs> we both made the same arm motion and said the same thing at the same time, and your audio was faster Imagine. than my audio. But it's how it. Okay, it's just cool. We're just mind. It was perfect for the it listeners. Perfect. <laughs> thank you. Thank you for the listeners. Imagine the tip of your index finger is Pointing. a shooting star. Mm-hmm. And it is going to create an arc that goes from about eye level to just over the l opposite side of your forehead. And you go, <laughs> speaking of which, <laughs> almost in an arc like the star from The More You Know. It's just right. more aggressive. Yes, and exactly. And you shout yeah, the <laughs> aggressively. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. yep. It looks very. But speaking of which. <laughs> it looks very anime. That, that is. Yes. Also, oh, speaking of which, it. Chelsea, you have to do it. <laughs> oh, Chelsea did it. Chelsea did it. Speaking of anime, uh, we are uh, gathered here today. We are gathered here today. <laughs> Friends and relatives, we are we, gathered here today. Yeah, yeah. Friends and family, we are gathered here today. Um, uh, <laughs> we're gathered here today to talk about Invincible, everyone. The, the animated sitcom drama horror action of the superhero show yeah that's right yes, of the century 
uh, on Amazon Prime. Uh, the season has, the season has concluded. First season has concluded, and we are here to talk about it. Chelsea joined me last time to talk about uh, episodes one through three, which was like almost the first half of the season. It's basically like the first like the first like three ninths of the series. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Or yeah, like it was not. Well, no, that's. <laughs> No, it's Dude, more like now you did it. You introduced fractions and math, and it's just no, just no. <laughs> it's more like it's more like two. It was more like two sixes. No, that's the same as three. <laughs> not no, it's not. You're just digging yourself two, in. Two fours. Yeah, I'm this just is what digging. You get I'm for getting, trying to, my fractions to are getting less. Sounds smart. <laughs> it's been a long it's day. The first thir- uh, it's the <laughs> first thirteen issues. How about that? Yes. Oh, you know what? <laughs> It's as long as how many how many episodes are there total? Wait, what? How many episodes are there total? Eight. How many? There's eight. So it's literally the first three eighths. Why didn't I just use the actual fraction? (laughs) Why, indeed. (laughs) But that's neither here nor there. Uh, Chelsea joined me to talk about the first three episodes of Invincible. It was a very fun and delightful conversation. Um, if you have not heard that, you should definitely stop now and listen to that. Um, yeah. In but before we got, dive into Invincible, I want to know, as is customary on the weekly regular, and Chelsea will have you start as to not make you secondary any longer. Oh, thank God. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, thank God. how was your week? What'd you do this week? Uh, I have to agree with Derek. My week was uh insane (laughs) work was insane comics are insane uh but i still love it Mm -hmm. so i'm doing well and uh fully vaccinated so really cannot complain nice yeah there we go nice you can go out places and not be afraid you're gonna die that's that's right i can Mm -hmm. eat outside with other people (laughs) without a mask on i can vouch for that (laughs) i can vouch for that because uh uh, we Chelsea and me and Julie and uh, her husband Daniel went on a double brunch date not too long ago. That's right. Aww. Incredible. That's nice. And it was. <laughs> where'd you guys go? Great. Uh, I mean, Tui's uh, restaurant the called Tui's. Like where'd you guys go? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a uh, it's a Pasadena staple called Tui's, oh, and they have a great brunch uh, that i was not aware that they had uh and it was really good yeah, yeah. i i had a great they, time they sold both yeah they sold both fluffy and thin pancakes which was <laughs> i'd never had that option before to choose between the two usually it's like the dealer's choice you know it was a hot decision we ordered all of it and we did all of it and uh i personally like the thin ones asan i don't know how you felt about that but <sighs> this is tough i think they they were both good in their own respects. Ju- it just depends on what you're in the mood yeah. for. Personal preference. I think. <laughs> totally yeah. yeah. They got real serious about pancakes. So, <laughs> oh, no. That's an extremely yeah. serious subject for Asan and I. Uh, pancakes are something Chelsea, you don't we joke. spent a long time talking about. We both have an affinity for pancakes. Like buttermilk, buckwheat, fluffy. You know, it just depends. Yeah. You not know about our blog yeah. that we have? About that, that really wouldn't surprise me. Pancake boys. <laughs> it wouldn't surprise me yeah. either. Surprised I haven't come across it yet. Oh, man. It kind of weirdly makes sense. Okay, we need to do that now. <laughs> yeah, I'm ready. let's do it. Um, Derek, yes, we, we now turn to you. How was your uh, week? It was long. 
it was busy. Okay. Uh, started a second job. Mm-hmm. Last, so it's been uh, mm-hmm. been doing that, and then going to from from there to the shop, working at the shop, and then you know, coming home. But you know, staying up for trying to get some me time in before I go to sleep. But it's been it's been good. Yeah. It's just been long and busy, and I'm ready for it to be done. Yeah, I'm ready. I want I want off the ride now. You. you know. Sounds I, good. I hear you. Yeah. I've had my fun. It's all, it's all good <laughs> stuff. Like nothing's bad about it. It's just yeah. very like okay. Like today was very work just took forever because I didn't really have anything to do at work today because we didn't really get any deliveries. But like uh-huh. people just this is gonna sound really bad, but like people just wanted to talk today. <laughs> I just was not mm. y'all, I was not here for it. Like <laughs> And, I know and what it's you not because we don't have the bar top open, so it's not like they're within an easy distance to like talk to. Right. I'm kind of like, okay, why don't you go over there and then catch up, invincible, because <laughs> I got to prep for this. And then, you know, <laughs> I'll be sitting there, and it will be this like across the shop, like, what you watching? Like, oh God, what do you care? Why are you that lonely? Yeah. Really? You have a phone, man. Get on your phone. Please don't bother me. I'm trying to do something right now. Hey, uh, that hockey game on TV looks fun. It is. It is. You should watch it. <laughs> watch it. Just let me do my thing. Oh, man. Thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah. But that, because I'm a good that's employee, the worst. that's my internal monologue and not my external. Yeah. Aww. It was a lot of It was a lot of that today. And so time went by. I checked my watch gotcha. a lot where it's like, oh, we're still talking about this today, huh? <laughs> Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. So I'm very glad to be – having said all that, I was forced to have conversations about stuff that I don't care about. So I'm very glad to be sitting in my chair with you two lovely people talking about something that I've wanted to talk about for, for all day, you know, while. Like, <laughs> you know, once it once the show kind of put its last episode out, I was like, cool, now I'd like to talk about mm-hmm. this because I can watch it and absorb it. So yep. it's been a long day, but I'm happy to be here and I'm ready to get into it. Ready to rock. Ready to rock and roll. Ready to Bring rock. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I know. All right. So I guess what, what we can do is we can um, give our overall thoughts on sort of how this season wrapped up, the season as a whole. Uh, spoiler free. And then we can do a spoiler section. Um, uh, yeah. Uh, Although really, though, if Chelsea, you're listening to this and you, you haven't what? finished Invincible, yeah. just stop what you're doing so we can be yeah. spoiler full. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Just stop I what agree. you're doing. Watch whatever episodes you have left and just come back to it. Like, it's not hard, guys. Like, yeah, for sure. Is. Plus, I feel like at this point, the listeners know that we're just going to spoil things. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. So it's it just always happen. inevitably happens. Even when we try not to, <laughs> we still do. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, Chelsea, would you like to uh, lead us off? What was uh, your impression of. The ending of uh, Invincible and your thoughts on the series as a whole? Yeah. um, I thought that the last episode was really, really intense. I'm sure you both agree. Um, Mm -hmm. The violence was just incredible. I've never seen anything (laughs) like that in Western animation. I've seen a lot of it in anime. Um, like Acura, stuff like that, where there's just body parts exploding and people being vaporized. Um, and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it kind of was just 
proving how much like Omni-Man was holding back the whole rest of the season. And Mm -hmm. it really meant a lot when Mark went through all of that. Mm -hmm. And they got to the end of it. And, you know, his dad is screaming at him. You know, what will you have in 5,000 years when all of this is gone? And he's like, I'll still have you, dad. Mm -hmm. And it was so unbelievable Mm -hmm. because of that lead up, like the entire episode just being completely shredded by his this person that he loves. And he still is like longing Mm -hmm. for his father and like still loves him. Um, it just meant a lot. It was a big emotional punch and it was really satisfying Mm -hmm. to see that Mark never changed. Um, and it was really satisfying to see that his dad deep down somewhere in there, like still had this like really sweet weakness, like for his son. Um, Mm -hmm. so I thought it was fantastic. Um, I thought that the bond between Debbie and Mark that solidified they were alluding to it again the whole season but you know at the beginning of the show she was like um hey you know I I know that you're gonna become you know your dad basically like you and your dad are gonna leave me and uh be these amazing heroes um and I'm just your dumb Mm -hmm. normal mom but then she ends up being (laughs) you know his only like his only family basically and um Mm -hmm. that again like the the family orientatedness of the show is the strength of it (laughs) um so landing on that um to carry us through the next season is like a really good idea yeah i thought it was really strong all right can't wait to pick uh pick everything apart and really dive deep into all the stuff you loved about the show. Um, But before we do that, Derek, why don't you give us your overview of the show and how it ended? This is the first animated TV show in a very, very long time that I actually enjoyed watching. And I, Mm -hmm. I've kind of fallen off on the animation a little bit just because they haven't quite met up with I'd like to see the animation going. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say that part of the re- reason why I like it is because of the violence, because it it, it communicates <laughs> so strongly with like how powerful these people are. Like you really feel it. And mm-hmm. I'll har- I'll go back to I, I think it's 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 wonderfully bookended in the end of episode one where he kills the the guardians of the globe. Mm-hmm. And, which I was listening to the episode that you were on last time, Chelsea, and your reaction to it, I was like, yeah, that was my reaction to it. (laughs) I was alone watching it, and I was like, holy shit. (laughs) Like, I said it out loud, and my dog was like, what, are we okay? And I was like, it's just, because it's like, it's it's exactly exactly what it would look like if Superman decided to kill the Justice League. Like, it would be that quick, that brutal, that just effortless, and it'd just be done. And watching like knowing that and then watching the fact that it it, even though mark is getting just completely thrashed keeping that in mind that he was so able to easily dispatch all those other superheroes but he still i mean he was trying to get him on i mean omni-man is still trying to get him on his side but there was still this level of like oh he can still withstand 
his dad like still going after him like okay that communicates the like the power that that he has as well which is also just amazing and i i will say that the other part that made me kind of go oh my god was the part with the subway oh and man holds him <sighs> and has all these people and he's trying to get him out of the way but as he's doing that he's cutting people's in half and like all this stuff like it was the beatdown in that last episode was it was brutal but it kind of made me love the series even more <laughs> mm-hmm. because of the fact that it you know like you were saying that he rounds it out and he's like you know it's like oh he's actually a good character because he's like i'll still have you like i don't understand why you're doing this to me we could totally like be fine protecting this planet together but you're so focused on yourself that like you didn't even realize that i'm gonna be around just as long as you if not longer and it's like it's in that moment i think it's one of those powerful moments because i think you know noah or omni man understands that like oh like he he gets like oh mark is whether i like it or not mark is my legacy right no matter how much i hit he's still gonna come back up and i think that was really good i like the characters a lot um and I honestly think that uh, Debbie is probably my favorite side character. Where yeah. Like, I'm so interested to see her get more screen time after what she went through this season. Like, mm-hmm. oh, my God. Debbie. Woman, Debbie's in for a rough go, y'all. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but she's holding it. She's been holding it she down. It together. The yeah. only crack you get is when he goes to ask her if she wants to order pizza and she's crying in the room. I was like, oh, yeah. I was like, finally, you break. <laughs> Like, and if that's like, if that's what it takes for you to finally break, then you're like, that character is a lot stronger than, you know, most other characters that are even written, I think, because it's, you know, duty first and then it finally breaks down, but it's good. I'm excited to see where she goes with it. There's a lot of good, I think, honestly, I think my favorite part of the entire show was the, um, was the montage at the end mm-hmm. where he's talking to Alan, the alien and all of a sudden, like, well, what do you want? And it shows all these bad guys like lining up, like in the queue that he's going to have to basically punch. And uh, yeah, man, I think it's, it's going to be good. I'm excited for it. So I like the beginning. I like the ending middle had some, it had some dips, mm-hmm. some momentum dips, but they covered pretty well. So, you know, I'll take it. It's the most exciting animated show that I'm watching. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah. Cause it's the only animated show. I'm watching, but you know, whatever. <laughs> Six of one half dozen of the other. <laughs> Well, and I'd say to that point, like, I think the show is getting a lot more people into animation and kind of proving to them that animation isn't a genre, uh, which is also really important, like a distinction to make, you know, that there's so many genres within this show. I think hopefully people will jump on the bandwagon and start giving animation a chance like all across the board. I agree. And I'd like to see that. I think that we need to turn a quarter and stop seeing like you're saying, stop seeing animation. Is and starts vehicle. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and I'm all about that. <laughs> yeah, Hassan, what'd you think? Um, I thoroughly enjoyed the show. Um, I thought it was um, the first couple episodes were a little slow. It took yeah. a minute to get its um its footing for me, but I think overall the show is just incredible. Like I really, really, really care about like these main characters. Um, I really care for all of them in different ways um and to be that invested like there are live action shows that like 
couldn't oh. even come close to getting me to pay attention to that. Oh, not even. And so for I like an inanimated char- show. I love these characters top down. Even the villains are mm-hmm. fun to watch. Oh, yeah. I can't say yeah. that for most shows, it, you know? Yeah. It's, and I, Ch- Chelsea, I'd be interested to, to get your perspective on this because I feel like because uh, I'm wondering if it's this way in the comic, because I know a lot of a lot of the stuff from the book or from the comic is on screen. Um, but it seems like to have the writing and like the world building has like a cleverness to it, like kind of like Rick and Morty does. Oh, yeah. Where like I feel like there's a lot of like subversive stuff and like it, it's not like it's written very like sharply. It's not written like uh, the show I'm talking about is written very like. You can tell there's like a lot of self-awareness going on with the show and like kind of like the writers are very keenly like kind of aware of of stuff and you know what I mean? A lot of the characters are jokes and there's like a lot of humor in the show. It, remind, it reminds me of Rick and Morty in a lot of ways, but um, is the, the book like that as well? Yeah, definitely. And it's the first of its kind um, in the sense that it was written before a lot mm. of these, you know, superhero gone bad type of comics um Mm -hmm. it's like the early 2000s for invincible and then you have like irredeemable in 2009 and um the boys like a little bit like in between them um so Mm -hmm. the fact that it the writing is so smart and uh has a lot of social commentary uh mixed in there is really uh incredible for like the time (laughs) that it's written and even Mm -hmm. for now like it's still it's almost beat for beat the exact same comic with just more diverse characters thrown in um, and with some pop mm-hmm. plot points moved around. But the the writing mm-hmm. is the same. Uh, and of course, Robert Kirkman is like helming it all. So yeah, uh, I mm-hmm. and he wrote Walking Dead as well, um, like we've talked about. So um, that and that's really smart writing. Comic? Is that a famous comic? Walking, Walking Dead? Dead? Is it well known? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Nah, dog. Because I read it, but I'm not sure anybody Have else many, reads it. Do many people in, do many people enjoy yeah. that? Many I'm many not people sure. Screaming at each other about direction of that show, comic, and why it's not the same, and that's why I can't engage with people about that property because I'm like, I just was here to be a fan. The Carol and Daryl show. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, um, well, it's interesting that they didn't like that. Invincible wasn't as popular because they're they like Invincible yeah. came out like six months before, and it's just now you know garnering the following that The Walking Dead has. So, which is wild because I've wa- I've read The Walking Dead, like I've been kept up on it, like I'm a huge fan about it, but I hadn't even heard about invincible until it came on amazon <clears throat> and i was like oh robert kirkman's doing an animated show this will be fun i wonder if it's based on mm-hmm. everything <laughs> anything and the internet was like it is you numbskull and i was like oh it's based on a lot of things okay my bad <laughs> but my i mean been into the mark my head's been ostriched into the marvel camp <laughs> so deep for so long that i'm like starting to come up for air <gasps> what's up what's happening what's what what do we got? It's like, oh, it was 2006. I'm like, oh, I'm out of touch. No, I think that you are in touch with the times, and this is just old, and it's not your fault. Finger on the pulse. I'll take it. Yeah. Okay. So uh, now that we've given people our overall thoughts, I think let's just go through and just talk about some of the stuff that jumps out at us that we liked or didn't like. And I guess I'll start. Um, since everyone's had a turn at going first, except me in this podcast, 
Um, oh, go first, man. I'm yeah, third. you deserve it. You I'm do. tertiary. Um, <laughs> no, you're not. Is, <laughs> I'd say you're probably the central cog of this machine. Is there? Uh, <laughs> is there a fourth? Is there a, like a version of the word tertiary, but that means fourth? You know, there's firstly, secondary, or primary, secondary, tertiary. I'm gonna look that up because I'm curious now. You have sparked my brain. So talk quad, about quad, quadriary, quadriary, quad, quad, <laughs> yes. Wouldn't be quadrilaterally is what's coming to my brain, but that's nice. <laughs> a quadrilateral. It's, not, it's a direction, I think. A quadrilateral <laughs> is a up. shape. A rhombus. A quadrilateral, I think, is it has two Sorry. sets of Hold on. Hold parallel on, sides. My wife is yelling at me from the other from the other room. Oh. What's that? Okay? Quad- a quadrilateral is a shape, so I'm violently wrong. <laughs> yeah, a quadrilateral <laughs> is. I think it has one acute angle, Thanks, babe. one obtuse angle, and one right angle. I think that's a quadrilateral. Mm-hmm. I don't know. No, maybe that, right. Yeah, I think it's that. Rhombus. Rhombus is four oh, pairs or two pairs. You're going to love this autofill. What? And then wrote but, and then the top search for tertiary, but for four, like the number. <laughs> so I'm everyone's not, I'm not the only it. one. We are, not, we are not the only ones that we're wondering about this. Uh, quaternary. Quaternary. Quinary, no way. Thenary, Quat- septenary, octenary, nonary, and denary. So that's four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, and ten. Denary. Whoa, we're smart now. We're going to start using these in conversation. <laughs> to bore people in parties. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Hey, there's nine people. Hey, hey, sir, just to let you know, there's nine people in front of you. Oh, no, that's fine. I don't mind being denary. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna start using that in public. I was picturing, I was picturing like a, like a party I used to go in in college where I'm just sitting in the corner and people come up and like, "Hey, how's it going?" I'm like, "Do you know that the fourth term for tertiary that comes after that is quinary?" Most people don't know that. There's also centenary, septenary. I'm like, "Oh, you're gone." Okay, <laughs> exactly. Um, uh, so uh, yeah, I'll start. Uh, I think one of so one of the things that I did not see coming that I thought was a very interesting development is the character arc for Robot. I was very mm, yes. surprised by that. Um, it was creepy. Yeah. So, ro- <laughs> yeah, so Robot uh, uh, is not a robot. He is a disfigured human being who has super intelligence of some kind and exists in like a pod. that, And he telepathically uh, through like a... Um, some kind of neural link system communicates with this robot body and controls it remotely. Oh, it's mm-hmm. not a neural link, buddy. It's hardwired into his skull. Mm-hmm. They have to oh, that's right. something from his brain. So it's he's suspended in a liquid pod with spider legs mm-hmm. that <laughs> is hardwired into his dome. And yeah, that was to me, I was like, Oh, like I like the development, but I was like, oh, but ew. Yeah. Yeah. He's not designed to come out of that pod. Like, he, yeah, yeah. Yeah. He needs he's to not stay designed in there. to be seen by normal eyes. Yeah. No. No. And that, it, that, and that's for the viewer too. It's yeah. just like, ew. He yeah. lives a life of, I don't like this. He lives a life of agony, as he says. And he, you know, breathing air hurts for him. And he, he's obviously a very, oh, it burns his lungs. Yeah. It's a very, de- very deformed human being. Uh, and, I will say that the, the, real quick, uh-huh. the lung, the burning lung line made me so sad for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Like I felt for him a little bit, but then I remembered that he's a weird, like slug person. Yeah. Like, <laughs> cloning himself. I was just like, yeah, I'm not on board again. Yeah. yeah I'm out. Yeah. 
the wheezing can only get you so far. Yeah. It's true. It yeah, is yeah. very true. And uh, he releases the the Mahler twins. Is that what they're called? Yeah, the Mahler twins. The Mahler twins, uh, because they know how to clone themselves, and he has them clone not another version of himself, but another. Do they talk about that a lot? Uh, They don't talk about that a lot. It's implied. It definitely does. Bring it up that they're clones, right? Yeah, they joke about it constantly. (laughs) Oh, I thought you. I thought you meant like that's like the plot device behind them, like why he released them from prison because they they didn't really hit that enough. But yes, uh, they are clones. I don't know if you've heard them say it enough, but they are clones. Exactly. In case you were confused, audience, they're clones. They're very much clones. Although if you didn't pick up on that, what are you doing? Yeah. Um, Even that idea just seems like something straight out of Rick and Morty, like, you know, a set of clones that keep cloning themselves and none of them knows which one is the real clone, but they take pride in feeling like they are the real clone. Like, and they're yeah. totally willing to kill the other one to make sure that they're the new original. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, so for sure. Yeah. I kind of like it though. Like it's kind of funny to just have two like squabbling twins. Yeah. <laughs> that the, who, who have an equal amount of disdain for each other because they, they're the mere existence of the other hints that they're not the real one. <laughs> and and the crazy thing the crazy thing about the that thought experiment is that none of them are the the original one like as far as they know and there's no no way one can be yeah there's no one for there's no no way for them to know one way or the other so it's like that that sort of futility is very rick and morty it's so good it's this weird like Clone, it's this weird clone progeny of some unknown like origin yeah. that just like bastard children of some like weird scientist. The original like, guy probably died. Yeah, the original guy probably is Ooh. long dead. Like <laughs> dust. Yeah. He's gone. <laughs> yeah. Just, just into the wind. Like, yeah. <laughs> that's yeah, that's crazy. But I like them as characters. I do. I kind of want to see their roles expanded a little right. bit more. And then once you understand how their cloning process actually works, like when they explain it to um robot, it makes tons more sense. Uh because it's not a it's not a full clone. It's not taking their consciousness out. It's just making a duplicate copy. <laughs> so they both claim ownership to reality in that way, which is nuts. Very interesting. Which I will say I kind of like that twist. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like when they explained, I was like, "Oh, that's really cool, though." Yeah, yeah. And well, and it hope- just makes things a lot more interesting than if it had yeah. just been an actual clone. That's true. Yeah. yeah. I, I also was kind of hoping that um, uh, original form robot would be running around somewhere in his little spider pod. Oh my god! While clone. <laughs> Um, you know, out there just doing nefarious things while uh, <laughs> while his little clone got to like live live the life, you know. And then at some point later in the series, we'd see him come back. It's like almost this Krang style. That's like, exactly what I was gonna say. I was like, like Krang. Yes. We are oh, we are in it to win it tonight. Um, but yeah, I was kind of hoping he'd come back in this Krang style, like piloting this giant mech, where he's just like, you thought that I was dead. I'm like, oh. Hello, slug person. <laughs> I um I I think it's gonna I think it's cool because if you if you think about it, it's kind of subversive to like our American way of thinking about existence. But if you think about it, like no, because it's a copy of the consciousness in a new body that's genetically identical, it none of them are the original, but they all are the original. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. Uh, which is crazy at the same time. It's the duality is it's poetry, guys. It's poetry is what I'm saying. Yeah, All of this gave- in an animated show about superheroes. Um, it's not see by saying it's an animated show you're calling you're you're subjecting it to the whims of the genre it's not a genre song. i'm giving it praise We've i'm giving it praise this. i'm giving it praise um uh i also i so i was wondering which direction the robot character was going to go in because i a i think it's cool that he now still pilots uh all the electronic stuff uh but mm-hmm. he does it as like a real person i thought that was cool um but I wasn't sure when they revealed that this is what he was up to. I didn't know if he was going to be deceptive about it or not. Mm. Um, because I think up until this point, the show is still kind of nebulous on like whether or not we're like on robot's side or not. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I was wondering where the character was going to go because I thought what where they were going to go with it was real robot had made a copy of his consciousness to put in this kid uh and then um and then so uh he would live the life as the kid and then still keep up the robot charade oh. and kind of try to live a double life and try to just be oh i'm just some random guy cuz also i didn't understand that that <laughs> i didn't understand that that was a younger version of rexplode until right. like later Oh, that was a weird freaking <laughs> choice man yeah it is a weird choice do they make that choice in the comics chelsea um i i only read like i didn't read the first like eight comics so maybe but when i see robot like in the comics he hasn't like done any of that yet he's just like robot okay so um but yeah even when he was taking the blood like because you see him with the vial of blood and you're like what the hell is that for and yeah and then you you is later you're like oh that kid is rex and then he has to yeah. go meet Rex. And you're like, ew. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> freaking strange. I think about robots like transition was just ew. Like what? Yeah. And I, yeah. Do, I do like the fact that Asan, the fact that you brought up that we're still not 100% sure if we can like. Trust him. him or yeah. Like him. And I will say I do like the Iron Man bent that he took where he's like in a robot suit, but also pilots yeah. other robots. I'm like that's kind of cool. I like mm-hmm. that idea. Um, I very much am not okay with him looking like Rexplosion. <laughs> um, that was weird to me because I, I saw it and I went, no. And then he, you look like me. I was like, oh, you. Oh, this is wrong. This is wrong on all of the levels. Yeah. Um, but I do, part of me goes where Monster Girl is talking about how she's like, oh, he did it for me. And I'm like, but did he though? <laughs> Because uh, I feel like he's playing a master. I don't know where this is going. I'm not planning on reading the comics right now. I'll probably read it after the show is mm-hmm. done its run. I just because now I'm into it, so I'm like I like to separate the two and not like blend them together. I'm already starting to do that with the Eternals and in Marvel. Oh, and I'm yeah, like, yeah. Because mm-hmm. uh, I didn't know about them before. Like I tangentially knew about them, and now I'm like, oh man, I shouldn't have been reading these comics because now there's too <laughs> much information in my brain. Um, but it's um, I don't want to cross, you know, cross pollinate while I'm watching the show. But I definitely kind of I kind of hope that um, this is some sort of long con that takes a hard left turn to something that's way more sinister than we're prepared for. Mm-hmm. Kind of where. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But I'm yeah. talking like maybe season three is where mm-hmm. I'd like to see it like come to fruition, because I think the thing that's nice about this show is that it seems to me from episode to episode, that they are focused 
focused on the long game and not the short game of the spectacle, which I very mm-hmm. much appreciate and I think is very different from a lot of um, a lot of animated shows or shows that choose to communicate through the media of animation. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, An important distinction. Absolutely. I feel like a lot of those shows choose to get to the spectacle mm. rather than wait for the long story, you know? Mm-hmm. Right. So, There's yeah, a lot of totally. like uh, uneven motives in this show. Yes. And it doesn't seem like we fully understand anyone yet. And it's mm-hmm. eight episodes in. So that's probably a good sign. Like you're saying, it's going to be a long con, whatever oh, yeah. that con is. <laughs> yeah, whatever that may be, I'm 100% yeah. here for it. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I just want it to be a long, like, plans, you know, for mm-hmm. the future. So I don't know. Yeah. I'm glad we're all on the same page that the whole, like, robot thing was just ew. <laughs> <sighs> he, um, yeah. Yeah, it was weird. Um, yeah, so he is completely honest with the group and said, I did this because I looked terrible and my life was agony and I wanted to have a chance at a real life. And so, you know, in the big scheme of things, he didn't really do anything that wrong. Just stole Rexplosion's DNA, let those guys out of jail for a little while, but he didn't kill anyone, you know? <laughs> Except for himself. <laughs> yeah, he did he, kill himself. He euthanized, he euthanized himself. So. Yeah. yeah, and, and he, tra- he tried to kill the twins. That's right, yeah. And That's he betrayed true. them by giving them that yeah. weird collar that didn't work on Immortal yeah. Man. So Immortal Man, that was great. Like, <laughs> right. Imagine dying in the middle of like a conflict and you're, that's your last memory. And then you wake up like his whole like, <laughs> I was like, oh yeah, that would be exactly what it's like. Now, so I, that, I was a little bit confused about that. So what woke up Immortal Man? Immortal um, Man. Yeah, Immortal Man is immortal. So if he yeah. just reattaches his head, then he oh, okay. will stitch back together. But um, they wanted to control him and betray Robot by taking over Immortal Man to kill Robot. But mm. then Immortal Man was in control of himself because the collar didn't work and he just wanted to kill Omni Man. So there mm. you go. <laughs> so he went to go do that. Yeah, right. I, loved, I loved, I loved the montage for Immortal Man to see his past. I. Mm-hmm fully just want to read an immortal man comic series now like i'm like totally. yes and it's like what you were talking about with the last episode that you were on with berserker i'm like i need to read that now mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. sounds dope mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah just Is- seeing like a crow magnon like he has the fire and he's like turning a spit with like you know yeah. some meat he killed or whatever and i'm just like <laughs> that so he really is immortal like yeah, yeah. that's incredible oh, yeah. Well, I love the fact that he's this Celtic warrior in the first one. He shows up and touches this weird portal thing. And then he's like a knight and it keeps going through. And I was like, oh, looks <laughs> for you. <laughs> but that's also what makes you an interesting character in my mind, because the idea of it's like the reason why I like um, why I like Wolverine. That he's eventually right. just going to watch everybody that he loves die and pass on. So, like, how do you reconcile yourself to that? Because Omni-Man is the same thing. But instead, I think Omni-Man went to the dark side where he's like why care about anybody because they're just they're just gonna be a blip on the radar of your life and it's like but like wouldn't you want your thousands of years that you're alive to be like have memories of these people that you formed these like meaningful connections with that like kept you company and you helped them through like a bunch of different stuff because you have a different perspective because you're freaking immortal yeah like, if you're a sane you. yeah if you're a sane person Derek well yeah but then <laughs> 
that's the fun part about that kind of a character, Asan, is that at some point you have to go insane because to wrap your brain around everything that's going on. Mm-hmm. That's totally. true. Well, have you ever read Have you ever read Sandman? I I've have. never read Sandman. Yeah, I was like, you're like describing Sandman. <laughs> He's like this it's... eternal character, yep. and he just like has these friends that he meets along the way and of course they pass on but he learns and he grows and he becomes like a new being by being like by knowing these people right throughout history exactly and i read sandman at a way too early age to have (laughs) supposed to have read sandman (laughs) then it kind of affected my like brain (laughs) good good. i love i know but i love that and oh one thing off the last episode that you're on that like made me laugh was when you were talking about how you were reading there were no kids comics when you were a kid so you're reading adult comics when you were a kid <clears throat> i went through the same exact thing to the Yay. there are people <laughs> that exist in my life that were like you read deadpool when you were a child and i was like <laughs> yeah yeah i did and it kind of informs me as a human being now, <laughs> an adult now i should not have been allowed to read those comics but Whatever it happened, we're living. We're living with the consequences. We are the chosen ones. We're very <laughs> yes. blessed. We are the progeny of '90s Marvel, where it was all scantily clad people and laser guns. Hey, we're better for it. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Um. So. So is so is uh immortal man dead? Then I guess the answer is no. He's detach him. Yeah, I think he's like dead until you put him back together. Yeah. Basically. That's- as far as I've seen in the show, I agree with Chelsea. Those are the rules that have been communicated to me. If you reattach him, he doesn't grow new parts. But if you re, if you put him, if you put the things back to, just get some super glue, <laughs> put those two yeah. pieces back together, he should be fine. Yeah. Now can now what if you? But what if you burn the pieces? Hey. Like what if he were to be? That's a good question. I All don't right. Know if he can be burned. <laughs> I just May- want to know the rules. You no, know, I agree. <laughs> I know. Well, that's the fun part. But in the thousands of years that Immortal Man has been around, do you not think that somebody's tried to light him on fire? Probably. Kind of make, it kind of makes me wonder. But then I also have a question. What about drowning? Mm-hmm. Because you need oxygen to live. Yeah, it's very true. So if you can't live, it's one of the uh, – there's a fight between Sabretooth and Wolverine, and Sabretooth's holding Wolverine under the water, and he's like, this is how you die. It's right. because I can suffocate you. And I was like – I think I was like 16, and I went, oh. <laughs> incredible that's a yeah. great idea but yeah i think that's True. i don't know i have questions but i want to see the i just want to see i want kind of like you Asan, i want to know the rules yeah what are yeah. the rules of your universe with this character Which, well if there what are the any, what are the rules of their invincibility because invincible mm-hmm. it gets very hurt and um but we see in Cecil's lab that when they're running tests on his cells, mm-hmm. they are invulnerable to every single lethal test that they put them through. So does that mean that he's like on a cellular level cannot die or does it mean that eventually he won't be able to get hurt? Huh. Oh, that's wow. A, that's a good question. I think maybe I think the way Viltrumites work is the older they get, like the stronger they get. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, mm. That's what it seems like it is. Yeah. Um, so well, I think he, he talks about how they age slower the older right. that they get. So it would make sense that their power, if they slow down, their power might increase as they get older as well. Mm-hmm. So are we going to see down the road have to fight an old Viltramite? Oh my God. <laughs> I know. I, I say that yeah. knowing the full gravity of the weight that that statement <laughs> carries, where I'm like, 
I don't know if I can handle that. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if, if I can handle Viltr- watching that. If you see a Viltrumite with gray hair, just run. Just run. <laughs> oh, yeah. A fully, like, gray-haired, like, Stephen yeah. Lang-looking Viltrumite. I'd just be like, no, i just kill myself and be like, yeah. I'm yeah. trouble. <laughs> um, I don't want to slow your day down. <laughs> <laughs> so, how, uh, let's see here. Uh, how do we feel about the teen team so far? Do we like them? Yeah. <laughs> The teen team. <laughs> or the, sorry, the new defenders of the galaxy or whatever they're called. New defenders of the Guardians globe. Guardians of the globe. Of the globe. Guardians new of the globe. Glo- yeah. Globe defender teen people. <laughs> yeah. How do we feel about that team? Um, also, what's Black Samson's powers? Because they, they, there's like a throwaway line where they're like, oh, you got your powers back. And I'm like, what does that mean? What are his powers? I don't know if I, I maybe I missed show it. it. I know. I was the same way. I was like, oh, great. So now we'll see Black Samson uses. Nope. Okay. Cool. I'm going to Google sure, what his powers are. I think they uh, probably want it to be a surprise for like next season because he's going to be like badass or something. Oh, that's mm. a good point. Asan, don't Google that. <laughs> I want to know. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either because he just had the suit like Rex was making fun of him for just like having a fancy suit. So mm-hmm. why would you make fun of somebody that has a fancy suit like that? <laughs> I don't know. I speak <laughs> out of being an Iron Man fan since I'm eight years old. That would be. Yeah. That'll be a long time coming up in my birthday in a couple of weeks. I don't I can ever feel my age yet. It's bad. <laughs> but like I've been an Iron Man fan for a long time. A cool suit's an awesome thing. Got a suit that can fly and help you punch hard. I'm like, yeah, do it. Agreed. To the whole point, like, aren't cool suits the basis of all superheroes? Batman's yeah. <laughs> the world's greatest detective. Why does he dress like that if he's the world's greatest detective? Because he needs to look like a bat. <laughs> Obviously. It's for the pageantry. That's right. Exactly. Um, no, uh, teen team. I think they're good. Um, I like Monster Girl. Mm-hmm. He's fun. She's my She's favorite. A good character. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was thinking about that. I was like, I think I like her best out of everybody. Oh, She's yeah. The, most, the, the girl that shrinks, I'm like, I don't really care about you. Like, that's cool. <laughs> but, like, I've seen that. We have Ant Man. Like, yeah. Are you going to do something cool with it? I hope you do something cool with it because the show is awesome. And it would be the way they like to like, kind of spin their characters' powers to the, like to one side or the other from the mainstream. I'm like, that's very nice. Um, but I don't know. Explosion had a great moment where he started washing the blood off the wall that I thought was very powerful and awesome. Yeah, yeah. And then mm-hmm. Black Samson is very much into like team building. So yep. then he was like, no, we're all going to wash the blood off the wall. And, exactly. you know, that was I'm very the moving. Team leader. <laughs> right. Like, okay, because older than us. Um, you know things. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we're going to trust you because you know things. And you have powers? Um, Maybe. No, I thought that was a really, I thought that was a really powerful moment, and I like the, I like the attitude of like, screw this, like I'm not gonna sit here and look at the blood stain of people that were that went up against essentially a god among gods and destroyed them. Like that's that's asking me to go into every fight looking at that and not empower me to feel stronger about it, but to remind me that there are more powerful people out there. And if you use it in a positive way to not underestimate your not underestimate your enemy fine but i think that what that more from when cecil was like you earn it i'm like okay cool so that actually is more of a detriment than a than a you know, positive to them so mm. i like that moment i thought that was a really good powerful moment um the rest of the teams it's great cool. <laughs> they're kind of there you know uh yeah. derek er, derek earlier you mentioned your favorite side character was debbie yeah. uh and debbie's great 
I think my favorite side character in this. No, it is not Rick Explosion. Oh, okay, good. I think my my favorite, uh, I, although I do love the teen team, I think they, they feel like real people, or at least like they have distinct personalities, which is good. And a show where like, yeah. it's easy for things to be, and like ensemble shows, it's easy for characters to just kind of become kind of, well, they're all just the same. I think they all have unique enough personalities, which yeah. I, I kind of like. Different powers. Yes. Yeah. Um, but my favorite side character is Cecil. And this really surprised me because over the last couple episodes, I really have begun to like like Cecil. And I'm very glad that he's not just like a I'm very glad he didn't turn out to be like a villain or like some twirly mustache evil guy. (laughs) Yeah, Um, I like that he's trying to do his job and he really is trying to like protect humanity like his hair. Yeah, and, and yeah, he's holding on to that hair for yeah, you. Just life. give up, bro. <laughs> yeah, you gotta let that go. Gotta God that bless go. At some him. point, you just gotta, yeah. you just gotta get rid of it. Yeah, but when you look like a a a ghost white zombie man, it's you kind of have to have some well, hair. A ghost white zombie man who is fully that fully lets you know that he is all about the party in the back. Yeah, I would all. Yeah, I would love to see a Cecil comic like of what his oh, life was absolutely. like before this. Which, like, what are these scars? Like what is that? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. I want to know. How did he get the job that he has? That's my question. Right. Mm-hmm. What did he do to get the job that he has? Which I also will say, Cecil is great because he is voiced by my boy Walton Goggins. Walton mm-hmm. Goggins, love that man, <laughs> yeah. love that man to death. It doesn't matter if he's playing a giant like Nazi in Justified. I still love everything that he does. There hasn't mm-hmm. been a single role that he's done that I'm like, I won't watch that. He's in a movie. With Mel Gibson, where Mel Gibson plays Shocker, an angry version of Santa Claus who kills people. Walton <laughs> Goggins plays an assassin who, I don't know if he's trying to stop Santa Claus or what the deal is, but I went, I will watch that movie solely based on the fact that Walton Goggins is in it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like Sam Rockwell. As you should. Which yep. Chelsea, and for those of you that listen, you all know, one of our house favorites is Sam Rockwell. He can do no wrong. He's wonderful. <laughs> I watched Galaxy Quest again for the... My 300th time last night and i was like still still the best still he was in um three billboards over ebbing missouri right he was and um so he was reading one of our boom studios comics at the beginning of that movie called irredeemable he and was? he his character arc follows that uh comic like exactly so Really? Wow. Yeah, I guess the plot as soon as I saw it. <laughs> well, now I have to watch Irredeemable because Three Billboards, uh, honest for the two of you, um, Three Billboards is made one of my top five favorite movies of all time. After It's good. Movie, I was like, boom, this movie is perfect and I love it so much. And his character specifically, the arc that he goes on, I was like, that is just powerful. As all oh, yeah. Yeah. All right. Sam Rockwell. <laughs> now that we're Sam done, uh, now that we're done gushing over uh, v- uh, very likable character actors, <laughs> who, who, if you're out there and you're listening to this and you know them, please yeah, put them in contact with us. We would love to just stare at them or talk to them in a non-creepy way. Yeah. Maybe not. I mean, Maybe not. I can't guarantee that. If I'm in the room with Sam Rockwell, I cannot guarantee that I won't be creepy. That's right. I won't be like weird, but I, I, I will be creepy. I don't know. <laughs> How are we? How are we feeling about the love story between um, Mark and Amber? Oh, I I like it a lot. I know that Twitter is really giving Amber a hard time right now. They do oh not like God, her. Yeah. Um, but 
she seems like a very reasonable person with very reasonable expectations. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. um, the fact that she guesses that Mark is a hero and doesn't Mm -hmm. care uh, in the sense that she needs to get treated well. uh, I really like that. And I like that she now that he needs someone uh she's Mm -hmm. there to help she's like i'm detective amber i'm on the case you know she's Mm -hmm. there to kind of be a sidekick and uh just an emotional support and i think that's really valuable and uh yeah i just enjoy her character and i hope mark stays with her she was completely different in the comic and uh it's good to see that she has like a backbone and a and an opinion was she more like a doormat in the comic yeah, she's just kind of there. I don't know. She's very, like, not even in a cool Mary Jane way, just kind of like a love interest sort of way. Uh, mm-hmm. She's kind of there for when he needs to make out with somebody. Yeah, exactly. It's disappointing. Yeah. I like, okay, I like that they changed the character a little bit. I, I agree with you. I do like I do like the fact that, okay, first of all, I don't know why such a hard time. I really don't. I'm like, great character. She's written well. Zazzy beats. Also. Zazzy! Also yeah. another one of those. I'm like, yeah, I'm here for that. Um, <laughs> she just, I don't know. It's it's one of those. I agree with you. It. I like the fact that now she's she's with Mark. And she's like, I'm here for you. But there's also that attitude of like, don't box me out. Right. Yeah. Like that's cool. I like that. She's you know? very like. She's a lot like Debbie in that way. She's yeah. like, I'm not an mm-hmm. idiot. And I'm not going to be treated yeah. poorly because you're a superhero. So like, get on it. <laughs> Figure your stuff out. You can knock and you can go kill an entire alien race in like the span of an afternoon, but if you do not treat me correctly, it's over. And it's like, cool. I like seeing heroes, superheroes getting put in their place a little bit, you know? For sure. There's sassy moments that Lois Lane has with Superman that I like the fact that it's like, there's that like, yeah, I know you could rip me in half, but I'm still going to be saucy to you because you're going to do what I want because you're my man and that's how this works in this relationship. It's like, cool. I also I'm a, like that I'm a fan of strong women. So I'm like, yeah, it's good. Yes. Yeah. I also like that. She's not like the show never vilifies her for wanting oh, to no. be treated well. And like, cause it could very easily be a thing where like Mark's like, what do you want from me? And gets all irritated. And like, no, the show never like, it never does that to her, which I think is even more important than just having her be like, having a strong backbone because you know there's plenty of times i've seen where like characters like when female characters in shows will have like a strong backbone but then they're vilified for it which defeats the purpose of them having it in the first place exactly (laughs) or they have a strong backbone but they still let the main character walk all over him because Mm -hmm. he's the hero or she's the hero and it's like that doesn't track No, I think she's a great character because she's written well and because the show treats her well. Uh, so, yeah, I, I love the love story. Uh, I think it's great. Um, so, Twitter, yeah. get off your high horse. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Twitter. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, let's I mean, let's talk about it. Um, so Was there uh, an elephant in the room. Yeah, there is. Um, We've been dancing around it for a while. We need to talk about it, guys. Um, no, that the, the, the closing sequences of fighting between mark and omni man it's like it's almost operatic in a way like it's like ballet it's like it is it it feels like a like because it i think the the really important fight scenes or the instances of violence that the show takes very seriously run on and on and on like way longer than normal like fight sequences and stuff and i like that because it it really feels like it's like a musical number in a musical. You know what I mean? It feels like 
oh, this is like the this is the big drama. Like this is the mm. you know, it's it's not just action for action's sake. It's like they're creating a symphony of emotion through violence. And it's right. this this one was was really intense. It was poetic um, as fuck. Yeah. yeah, and and Mark is Mark is not only, I mean, he's unable to fight back in a real meaningful way, but he's also, in a lot of ways, choosing not to fight back, um, both physically and emotionally, um, in a lot of ways. And I think it's just, uh, it's, a, it's a wonderful thing to watch as Omni-Man is explaining to Mark, we get the full reveal of what Omni-Man's deal is and why he... Uh, like why he murdered the the guardians of the globe and he basically tells them that hey we're viltrumites and you know me being sent here was just uh i was just doing my job and none of this means anything to me and it shouldn't mean anything to you because we live so long and these people are so pathetic watch how i just murder them with ease and and it doesn't even affect me they're like ants and yeah and it becomes a fight of ideology it becomes you know um you know uh, Omni Man's sort of dismissal of human life as anything meaningful, and Mark fighting back against that and saying, "No, this means something. You know, they're our family, whether we're you know from here or not." So, but the thing yeah, I, what'd you guys think about the ending? I would say real quick, the thing yeah. I liked about Mark, and this is just the only point I have about that story. I agree with everything that you've said. Um, I think for me, the most telling part about the fight between Mark and his dad is the fact that. His dad is focused on specifically just trying to beat a lesson into Mark and causes all this chaos and doesn't care about the, the collateral damage. Right. Mark very much through that fight focuses, you know, the fighter pilot that gets ejected, he saves that guy. And then that to me was the like, the like, oh my God, when he saves that fighter pilot, goes through all that, lands him, and then Omni-Man just comes and crushes the dude's skull. Like, they are so fuck, like fragile. Like, why are you wasting their time? Like, everything that he does, he just constantly finds ways to just undercut his... Undercut... Sorry, Charlie's running around. Um, our, undercut his, uh, his effort. You know, like, it's... Everything Mark does is trying to save people, and every time he gets to a point where he's like, okay, I'm going to do this, like... Omni-Man is like, you can't. He's like, but I'm still going to try. Like, the fact that he had that woman's arm still in his hand. Oh, that was heartbreaking. Oh, that, like, I didn't cry, but I got close. (laughs) Yeah, it was hard to watch. That was, I've never seen anything like that. That entire final fight, and I'll just put it into more of what I know, which is the Marvel Universe, and speaking about the Marvel films, that entire fight and that moment where he looks down and he sees that it's just the woman's arm really reminded me of the emotional impact at the end of Infinity War where Steve mm. Rogers realizes what's going on and he's like, oh, God. Right. And it just ends. Like that had that moment, that impact moment for me where I was like, oh, my God. Like you, you held up a building trying to save these people and then they still – nothing you do. Help them as your dad hell-bent giving a kick like not caring about human beings like he made that's why the subway was so impactful he made him watch as all these people died and he was powerless to do anything about it yeah so that but he still chose to try and save people which i think is you know it's that one's gonna stick with me for a while i think yeah in a good way 
It has a because huge emotional impact. Yes, a massive emotional impact that I'm just now realizing what it did because I watched it. I watched the show and then went to work. So, <laughs> so Ooh, that's hard. Yeah. So I'm kind of processing. I'm processing while we talk about this, but yeah, I think that's. I think the fact that Mark still tried to cho- choose to save people, and then the focus at the mm-hmm. end was trying to save his dad from himself, yeah. mm-hmm. where he's like, "I still have you." You know, trying to bring some humanity mm. to the character of like you're still we have a relation. You know, so yeah, I thought that was I thought that was was it was frightfully well done. Yeah, I would say Chelsea. Um, yeah, it just reminded me of when Omni Man went to the Flaxen's planet and was talking mm-hmm. about how you know Earth is not theirs to conquer and everything. <laughs> and you kind of the first time you watch it, you're you're like, oh, haha, Flaxons, they're getting it. Like, shame on mm-hmm. them. Um, but fully, he destroys their entire planet in, you know, what see- appears to be a few days in their time. Um, mm-hmm. And, like, just utter destruction, like, destroys people and buildings and just zooms around the planet and makes the Flaxons, mm-hmm. like, open a portal so he can go home and then drops a mountain on the people that uh, open the portal for him. Yeah. And uh, so, you know, when it's against the bad guys, we're like, ha ha. Wow. And then you see that same brutality against Mark and you're like, what the actual hell? But we already knew like what type of person yeah. he, he was. And like, you know, shame on us, the viewer, mm-hmm. for like reveling in it. And now we're like getting our comeuppance, right? It's like, ah, Mark, like now it's against Mark. Like the viewer, I tricked you. And like, it, it's just Mark didn't know, right? So it's the bomb under the table trope, right? Where no one knows. Mm-hmm. No one in the show that Omni Man is even capable of this type of power or violence because he's been hiding mm-hmm. it this entire time. He's like been Earth Protector for like 20 years. And his 17 year old son, a child, is like forced to reckon with his full power. Like, yeah. That is insane. <laughs> yeah. It's insane to watch. And um, I think that the 90s X-Men art um, really does the gore justice because when it's like the, you know, the grim, dark, oh, superheroes, but important uh, type of aesthetic, it's all coffee colored and like, you know, there's pools of like black blood and there's like no impact. But when it's like bright red and like cartoony and there's intestines and eyeballs exploding everywhere, you're like, what the hell? Like, this is way worse. (laughs) Oh yeah. Um so yeah, I think the like visually it's incredible and nothing like nothing I've ever seen before and then um yeah, I I'm sure that they'll do sequences like that because they'll have a an even bigger budget next year and it's just going to get messier and worse and even more impactful. <laughs> yeah, and I agree with you 100%. But if they don't get a bigger budget for next season, well why? <laughs> Why? It's more than anything else. It's the best TV show I'm watching right now. Yeah. No, I, I totally mm-hmm. agree. And the fact that they got through the first like three episodes with kind of like mostly character driven 
you know, dialogue and these scenes where people are mostly talking um, and it managed to keep us reeled in. And then it got to I was like, okay, like next is going to be like out of this world. Wild. What is next season going to be like? Yeah. I have no idea. My head yeah, is exploding no trying to wrap around that right now. <laughs> Your head is Rex. Oh, uh, <laughs> got nice. me. Um, before we leave, uh, before we leave Omni Man and and Mark, I, I I love the story that they're telling, um, because uh, I think there's a lot going on. Like the yeah, the surface story is about these you know the Viltrumites and Omni Man is crazy and wants Mark to join him and blah 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 blah. But I'm getting like it. These scenes are so effective because they almost remind me of like they're almost giving me like coming out to dad uh, vibes uh, yeah oh, for sure that's like an interesting I, I, way that's an interesting perspective because yeah i think that their relationship is very much a commentary on masculinity and fathers raising mm -hmm. sons and like sons meeting father's expectations in more ways than one and sons you know at the end of the day not really caring about <laughs> the expectations but or even what you're trying, what the parents might be trying to do for the the child. They just want you to be a person in their life, and I think that is like, uh, I mean, I think that's what's really grounding a lot of this, and that's why a lot of the ultra violence like really resonates is because it's it's such a um, it's such a an indictment of like you know you know uh, go uh, you know a father figure going so hard to try to like push the the child into having a life that they think is the best for the child to have and that child just not even caring about that and just wanting that person to instead of trying to be a, a parent just be someone who loves me yeah you know what i mean yeah, yeah. Son, like that is like real quick i have to ask yes have you been sitting on my therapy sessions <laughs> yeah same dude, exactly same. <laughs> yeah, no <right>? joke <laughs> they're like sitting there talking and i'm like yeah Ooh. yep do you, do you, I gotta call my dad. No, no, I don't know. But like, it's just a lot of like. Oh, this is really yeah. relating to me as a on a human level that Terry and I are gonna talk about later on some level yeah. because that's yeah, it's exactly what's it, and it is it's, totally. It's, it's powerful and it's it's. I think we can all identify yeah. with Mark on some level to a certain degree mm -hmm. and it doesn't have to have to be your totally. dad it can be i mean we've all got somebody in your, in your life like that that you're just like you want me to be this thing and that's fine but i would really like to mm -hmm. i don't care i just want to be loved by you and to just be think that you know know that everything's okay yeah i have like literally yeah. said the words to my dad i just want to be like you and so and that of course mm -hmm. was like while i was sobbing to my dad of course <laughs> you don't say that in a normal emotional state right so then like watching yeah you don't you don't text that <laughs> god no that's not even a phone call that's an eye-to-eye -eye conversation i like send him some yeah. emojis that like vaguely communicate that um and yeah, which if that's the way you communicate with your father. Great. I'm not knocking it. We all have our own yeah. ways. And like, and my dad is like a linebacker of a dad. He's like huge and like played football in high school. And he's just like a wall, like Omni Man uh -huh. is. And so, you know, watching that for me personally, just Mark 
just laying it out and being like, you are the person I want to be. He says it in the beginning of the show. He's like, I just want to be like you. I want to do what you do. Mm-hmm. And um, that's really compelling because all, I mean, most children just want to please their parents and they want like that unconditional mm-hmm. love. And to uh, to just say that outright as you're being pummeled by the person that you trusted uh, that's pretty vulnerable. And I think like you're saying, Derek, like everyone relates, like everyone can like really grab onto that story. And, uh, to say that Debbie is a pet is, you know, it yeah. like takes your heart and it like smashes it into tiny, tiny pieces. Oh no, it didn't <laughs> smash my heart into tiny pieces. I got real pissed. <laughs> I got real mad at that comment. I was like, Oh no, sir, you did not. <sighs> up with mm-hmm. all of your bullshit this entire time no sir you do no. not say that about debbie nope nope not okay i have so, no powers and i will fight you right just to like crush <laughs> your family so utterly and completely <gasps> and they still love you and they still just wish you were there yeah that mm. Ugh, mm-hmm. man stab me right in the heart I was bury me more linked to my personal background but i was just like <laughs> no yep no sir no sir That's you right. did not <laughs> Well, all of our guts are on the floor now. Yep. So. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's the problem. Right. <laughs> um, what blink. do you guys... Uh, Did you guys, real quick, talk about kind of round- you can blink. Did you guys notice the fact that they, they sped down time without telling you during the fight between Mark and Omni-Man? Uh, there were moments where Omni-Man would take Mark and hit him and then Mark would go sailing, and it would look like it's in real time. But if you watch the background, it's actually showing the speed at which it's happening. Oh, man. Oh, yeah, totally. After he oh, runs yeah, him totally. through the subway, right, he throws him on uh-huh. the ground, and then he punches him up into, the, up into the ceiling. But what you do, if you notice in that scene, when he does that, and he's looking, and his eyes flit up in the background, there's something that's going there's something that's like usually moves very quickly like in our reality that's moving very slowly so it's communicating the fact like it's going in and out of super speed but it's not telling you Mm -hmm. so it might be something you rewatch it i need to rewatch it make sure i'm correct but like i'm 99 percent like sure that it it messes with time dilation that doesn't tell you that's wild yeah yeah they do i did notice that as well they do do that um I only see it really when Omni Man and Mark were yeah, fighting. That's, that's the only time about. I really noticed it. But yeah, yeah, for sure. It reminds yeah, me they, of the they scene definitely do that, and that's from, very clever. It reminds me of the scene from Justice League, where Superman wakes up, mm-hmm. yeah. and he's grabbing oh, yeah. Aquaman and Wonder Woman, and the, it still terrifies me to this day. <laughs> where Flash is like, "I'm gonna flank him," and he's like looking, and all of a sudden you see his eyes just go, "Yeah," and you're like, "Oh God!" <laughs> he's like, "I see you." Exactly. Nice. It's like, oh, shit. Also, nice try moment. Like when those random dudes tried to get the drop on Omni-Man in his own home. No, yeah. Oh, mm. the woman mm. that was twisted in half. Mm. Just, oh, it almost made me sick. I was like, oh, yeah. God, what is this shot? She's like he, trying yeah. to crawl for help, but her legs are facing up but her body's facing down and i was just like no i was like there's no hope for you just die it's okay you pull out your sidearm and just do it like just do it just save yourself oh man yeah he does not care he does not care how he he kills people but the one thing that's nice about omni-man is if he decides to kill you it will be quick yes if you're a human yep 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you're one of the so where do cannon fall, <laughs> it will be fast, which is kind yeah. of a mercy, I guess. He would think so. Yeah. He would think so. I would think so. I don't know. <laughs> mm-hmm. So where do you guys think the show goes in season two? Oh, so good. Hmm. Chelsea, Chelsea we'll start got, with you. You got ideas? Uh, I think it goes where it showed us it's going to go. It's going to feature all those villains that we've already seen or powered up. I think we're going to see battles in space because the coalition Mm -hmm. um, with Alan. Um, And I think that there's going to be a whole lot of different planets and peoples coming to to beat the Viltrumites, hopefully. Um, And maybe the last episode in that season will be like the final battle between planets or the coalition like coming together to like fight maybe just one of them honestly like because if just omni-man came back it would need all of those people so. yeah oh, yeah <laughs> yeah um, what are the what are the portal aliens the flaxons flaxons mm-hmm. um i like that it showed them and I'm kind of actually really excited to see the episode where Mark goes and meets their culture. And they're like, your Ooh. dad destroyed us. And he's like, Ooh. yeah, sorry about that. I'm also not my dad. And I kind of need your help to <sighs> like fight him. Yeah. You see that episode. I'm very excited about. Um, yes. I'm also excited to go back to Mars and see how he deals with all those weird squid starfish, like mind <laughs> control. Thing. The sequids. The sequids. Yeah. Um, I would just bring a flamethrower and just be done with it. Yeah. But like, just me. <laughs> well, and didn't a Martian come oh. back as one of the astronauts too? So we'll see. Yeah. Oh, that's correct. What yeah. that guy's doing. We'll, well see the astronaut, the astronaut that stayed there. Yeah. It showed the astronaut stayed there. One of the astronauts came back. Um, yeah, it's a whole. I liked the montage at the end, and then at the end he goes, "I'll just, I'll just finish high school." I was like, "Oh, will you, <laughs> son? You're in for it, man. Get a tutor. Yeah, it's, uh, it's going down." So my thing Please. is, I think that ending montage is a red <gasps> herring. So what I think the second, I think the second season is going to blow the thing wide oh, open, crap. and I think. The second season is going to come back with like maybe like replay that montage and then like he's immediately going to get transported to like the coalition of planets and like is going to be immediately thrust into this like galactic struggle that like will make his life on Earth like seem like wait all this I'm doing on earth and it doesn't even matter. There's like billions of planets now. You know what I mean? I think that, I think the second season is going to be that. Do you think it'll take a spin Um, like star Wars episode two and be mostly about interplanetary conflicts uh, and policies uh, or will it actually, I've got no, (laughs) I think it'll be, I think it'll be, no, I think it's going to be more about war than it is about the, the, uh, the the congressional meetings. Season two of invincible. Well, if you reference Article 34, <laughs> subsection 230, um, this, mm-hmm. this, you should be like, oh, my God. <laughs> mm-hmm. God willing, we will never see that yeah. version. In any movie ever again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, no, thank you. Ever. <laughs> but I, I, you know, yeah, what? I could take it. I could take it both ways, personally. Mm-hmm. I like I like the what was you going to say? I like the. The montage has something to be included in it. I also like the fact that the they're like, yeah, if you thought this is where it was going, oh, no. 
Um, I will say though, yeah, I could see them doing that. Yeah, exactly. I'm excited to see. Is it Doctor Seismic? Is that yeah, the guy Doc that, Seismic. Yeah. Doc Seismic with all mm-hmm. his lava henchmen now, apparently, because that's a thing. Do we have lava people living at the center of this version of Earth? I'm excited mm-hmm. to see Eve go for it. Yeah, Eve's I crazy. See, I want to see mm-hmm. oh, Eve's cool as shit. I want to see Yeah, Eve. she can do a lot. She's awesome. And she has the best powers yeah, in, in all of this. Yeah. Well, just because I'm partial to mainliners, I'll take Invincibles. Just because flight and super speed and power and stuff. But that's because but she can do all of that too. Yeah, but I'm like a I'm a cis white male. I can't get my brain out of it, you know the normal dude. She can re she can fly, do all that shit, and she can restructure matter and make coffee. Like, in check the me. That's right. Um, yep. She could turn invincible into a toaster if she wanted to. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's she true. Could. Oh, how great would that be if she just turned somebody into a toaster? It was just like you're done. But I'm a all sentient for it. Yeah. toaster, so they can feel the pain of consciousness, but not Ooh. being able to do anything about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, what, I, I think, right, here's a weird question. Sorry, go ahead. Mm-hmm. If you have a sentient toaster that has no will of its own, and you put toast into it, mm-hmm. does that count as sexual misconduct? Yeah. I say yeah. <laughs> you say yeah, definitely. Cool. <laughs> we got a yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Anything. Cool. Anytime you force something upon someone else, especially when it enters their personal space, I right. think that's misconduct. See, that's that's what I was. One hundred percent. Sentient toaster. Because sentient toaster or human doesn't. I don't think it matters. Okay, that's fair. That's just that was my question for the evening. This is educate Derek Corner on the horrors of reality. Mm-hmm. Um, thank you. For that, it is the burden of, of consciousness. Yeah. The burden. Um, uh, so I think something that we've done here and and then we'll, we'll close, uh, cause I don't want to keep you guys. It's late here, uh, right now. Um, what we, what we do often here when we're talking about in, uh, intellectual property that we have really enjoyed is we'll pitch ideas for future seasons. Um, Derek, if you had to pitch one like plot thing (laughs) element to add to the show or, I mean, just, you know, it doesn't have to encompass the whole show. It could just be about any one character, any one plot thread. Cool. Where would you where would you pitch it to go? I want to see William get powers. Oh. Oh, that'd be cool. I want cool. to see William get powers. He's such a great character. What kind of powers? He's such a great character. And I felt so bad for him with Rick being turned into a robot person. And I thought mm-hmm. the part where Rick actually recognized it and started crying was beautiful. Oh, yeah. And, but then we're creating an army of undead creatures just yeah, like boo. Him. And I'm like, boo, no. No. Oh, when Invincible backhanded that guy, I was like, yeah. That's exactly yeah. how that goes. Sinclair. Yeah, yeah exactly. What? But you don't aim for the jaw. You aim for the upper skull, like right behind the eyeball. And then you just, oh, and it just becomes con- like blood confetti. Like, that's just how that happens. Because um, truthfully, if you're, what kind of powers? if you're mutilating people, I'm, I'm, I'm done with you. Right. Um, mm-hmm. But I want to see William get powers. I really do. Um, what kind of powers do you, would you like to see William get? Ooh. Teleportation and flash like super speed. Okay. So I think that I think that would be really cool to see a like an ability to get him to and I know that we had like what is it, Red Rush? That the name of the mm-hmm. character. Um I know we had Red Rush, who was mm-hmm. like the Flash, but I think William would be I think it'd be cool I'd all or or some sort of 
he transforms kind of like into a Hulk-like character. But we also have Monster Girl. It's hard because they have so many mm-hmm. – they kind of ran the pantheon of superhero powers. Mm-hmm. So I'm not really sure. Ice powers would be cool. Or magnetism, like Magneto. I, either way, mm-hmm. I don't care. I just want to see William get powers is really where I'm at. Um, mm-hmm. I like him as a character. I, I think it would be – Amber – is secure enough on her own i feel like to be like i don't need powers like you guys go have fun with that like i'll just <laughs> stay around and google random stuff that you need me to but i feel like william is gonna mm-hmm. start feeling left out as if his best friend goes out into the galaxy further and further and then has even makes like friends with other superpower people so i, I yeah. think i kind of like to see mm-hmm. them level the playing field with william where he gets powers and is able to go have adventures with his buddy in space you know because like okay who of us doesn't who among us does not want to do that, right? Yeah, exactly. In the universe that they've set forth, like we're super powered beings. Who doesn't want to go just like hang out in space and get into trouble, right? With your but buddies. Also, mm-hmm. not really trouble because, yeah. you know, we're gods basically. <laughs> like the Goonies. Chelsea, but for- what about you? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, that would be a fun, that would be a real fun comic book run is a super powered Goonies. Yes, I would definitely read that. <laughs> I would read the hell out of that. I would have every episode signed by everybody that made it. Great. I That's love that. right. <laughs> um, um, for yeah. me, um, I want to see, and I have a feeling this will happen anyway, because it kind of tends to happen when conflicts just get too big, is um, the villains teaming up with the good guys. Um, yeah. I just want to see that mm-hmm. happening more often because... Quite frankly, the whole planet is going to be destroyed um, if someone doesn't stop these people. And there's a lot of very powerful supervillains in this universe. So um, I think as Mark goes about um, like recruiting, I think he should recruit the mm-hmm. supervillains of Earth to fight alongside and that will result in all these like wacky sort of strange oh, dynamics yeah. and like maybe they'll trust each other maybe they won't and or like the villains will betray them and like join the viltrumites or whatever so yeah i think i just want to see i think that would be interesting to see like the dynamics between them on that note Mm -hmm. do you think the clones are going to turn in like make an army of themselves oh i hope so oh that'd be great right (laughs) yeah i I don't see why not why right I feel like that would be just be wildly entertaining to watch. Just an army of the same like-minded people that all know exactly what they're going to do. So they do like the opposite, but knowing that the other, it's just like, oh, cool. So a fully coordinated army full of clones that are all like, I'm the prime. Like, okay. <laughs> and they are all using each other as like meat shields because no yes! one cares about anyone else. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there is no loyalty in this. It's no. whoever climbs the king of the map rules, right? But Definitely. Like, cannon fodder king of the mountain rules where they're all just like putting things together and making laser guns and just being like oh whatever it's like oh that's so fun to watch they're like using each other's like Ooh. building materials what if <laughs> create themselves to create an army to fight the flaxons yes i'm oh. ready and i'm here for it i just don't even care if that's canon i just want to see an episode of that <laughs> an army of the twins versus the flaxons would be hilarious to watch <laughs> Well, and I feel like they're pretty evenly matched in terms of like technology and stuff too. Oh, absolutely. So yeah. They'll, they'll just Whereas, destroy each other. Yeah. The twins build it more. They're more improv with their weapons. Just build it on the fly where like the flaxes would come out with like tanks and army and then just be like, oh, this sucks. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's make some weapons. 
<laughs> Excellent. It'd be so fun. That would be hilarious. Yeah. Uh, what about you? My Asan? pitch for season two. I think uh, if I were going to do a season two, I would have. Yeah, I would have Mark get recruited to this Coalition of the Planets thing in uh, uh, basically a, def- a defense against um, the or sort of like a rebellion against the Viltrumites taking over the universe. Um, and then I think I want to see I want to see uh, what's his name? I want to see Omni-Man go rogue. Mm-hmm. And I want to see him go off and think that he knows, like, because obviously he's conflicted because he doesn't kill Mark and he just leaves. Um, we don't know where he's, he's gone yet. Get somebody uh, that will kill I, Mark. Yeah. Um, Maybe. Perhaps. Uh, I, I, I think he's a little bit more conflicted than that. I think he's off to, if, if I had to guess, I would say he's off to, I think he's become jaded with both sides. I think he's, he doesn't want to kill his son, but he also doesn't think that humanity is worth saving. But he also probably has become jaded with how the Viltrumites operate because it's like mm-hmm. if, if they're if the Viltrumites are capable of loving people that would prevent them from killing them, then why would they make why would they task their people with having to do this? And I think he's going to go off and become rogue, maybe try to start his own sort of race of people on some other planet. And maybe he thinks he can do Viltrumite part two and Viltrum and Viltrum's not going <laughs> to like that. No, um, no they will not. And so. Yeah, so I think he'll maybe do like his own rogue thing, and then eventually, maybe at the end of a season three or something like that, they, you know, they he reunites with Mark, not as a, necessarily as a father, but like as a as a joint force against the Viltrumites. Uh, I think something like that could I think be it'd interesting. Be cool. I'm gonna add to that. Um, I want to see Omni Man come back with long hair and a big old beard. Yeah, like a Santa. Yeah. Can the yeah. can the can the Viltrumites grow you with hair the and beards? And he had a beard. Um, no, I mean, like, does it grow long? Yeah, oh, he, yeah she's right. had a he had a, a like facial hair and and longer hair after he defeated the Flaxen. Because he was gone for so oh, long, okay. Like in their time. Oh, yeah, okay. But it was like hours for us. Okay. So. <clears throat> yeah, I want to see long hair. So he shaves that boss oh, mustache, <laughs> dude. <laughs> that no, that is a boss mustache. That is, a, <laughs> that is the type of mustache that when he walks into the door, you go, "Oh, you're in charge." Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna argue with that must with that facial hair. Like that's how that works. Asan, I feel like you're a lot more hopeful mm-hmm. than like me and Derek in that you oh, yeah. think that that Omni Man will kind of go rogue and like change. Because I hope I hope he does. Well, what, but would, what would be more satisfying? Nothing, than but that? I didn't even think of it because he was I so brutal. Even... Oh, <laughs> I think that that is an indication of the time that we live in. We've just lost hope that people can. <laughs> once bad that they'll ever come back and be good again like for sure dude i think so here's what i think the arc of omni-man is and this is based solely on what i would do if i were writing the character great um, lay it down. i would have his i would have his arc be he's gone from he's gonna go from this person who doesn't value any other existence outside of him and his mm-hmm. people because he views every everyone else is lower yep. And so he spent his whole life thus far destroying things, like going around destroying planets, you know, destroying everything. Uh, I think he's on a journey of self-discovery right now. I think he's going to go off and find some planet somewhere where he can start uh, through like some, whether it's science or start with like a species that's there or something like that. I think he's going to go and for the first time create mm. something, um, some something completely that's a creation of his own 
that he hasn't tainted with his Viltrum sort of baggage. Does he? Quick question. And I think he's. Does he start with mm-hmm. painting? Does he start with Bob Ross? <laughs> perhaps. Perhaps he gets Bob Ross up on Netflix and he pulls out, you know, yeah, some therapy, watercolors and goes therapy. for it. Yeah, for yeah. sure. <laughs> yeah. Perhaps. Watercolors, yeah. maybe. Uh, with a glass of sh- with a glass of Chardonnay. <laughs> um. No. Yeah. I think he's going to attempt to. I. So I think when Mark runs back into. Uh, Omni-Man eventually I think basically because they're going to I think at the end of the second season Mark is going to go with with the backing of the Coalition of the Planets to ask Omni-Man to help them defend themselves against um, Viltrum Uh, and I think when he comes to find Omni-Man I think Omni-Man is going to be he might have long hair and a beard that would that would uh, fit the arc I think he's going to become like this like weird like kind of shaman where like he's like He's created a planet of beings that exist. And like basically, you know how basically Viltrum was going around and destroying and killing in the name of trying to make like civilizations he, uh, perfect. Killing in the I name of. I think he's going to go around. Yes, he was killing in the name That's of. Right. Uh Sorry, I think he's going to for the first time in his in his thousands of <laughs> <laughs> the first time in his thousands of years. I think he's going to uh, he's going to tr- try to create a perfect species but through creation rather than destruction and he will have done it hopefully the right way um and uh when mark shows up he's gonna be like this is what you've been doing like this is like a whole planet of you know and he's like yeah i you know i gave them all the things that i was never given and hey it worked that type of thing i think that's the arc for his character um because oh, i hope so that sounds great that sounds way than better that. than what we were talking about yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> So much Sounds awesome. Hopeful. Doesn't like mean all this. those things doesn't mean all those things aren't going to happen before we get there. <laughs> Good point. Well, here's the other thing too, guys. I'm looking at the uh, IMDb page, and they are already scheduled for three seasons. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we got some time, yeah. y'all. It's going to be fun. Um, real quick, as an aside, I actually have a personal connection to this show that I wasn't aware of until just tonight. Um, my well, AJ, my wife, as listeners know, uh, her mm-hmm. cousin-in-law, or my cousin-in-law, her cousin, is uh, musician Jax Anderson. And I didn't realize this, but she has a song in episode six <gasps> that is on when oh, Mark cool. and William return to the dorm room. And yeah, I thought that was good. That, yeah. I was listening to it, and I was like, oh, that sounds like Jax's kind of stuff. And it turns out it is. <gasps> Very so, cool. Yeah, well, there you so go. Super cool. If you guys are out there, listen to her stuff. She's very good. I like her a lot. Not to give a nice. you know an undue undue plug, but you know, <laughs> I enjoy, I truly do enjoy her music. So, you know, listen. this is a shame free space. Exactly. So feel free so to do that. Get out there and listen. So that was a fun little moment to me that it literally just happened right before we started recording. That I was like, oh, very fun. Well, that's dope. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, cool. kind of fun when you see people All that right. you like. Oh, and, and that was going to lead me to another comment real quick. Is that the, the music, just the music. Yeah, I agree. In this the show music's was great. Amazing. Every time something was happening. I mean, if I wasn't too invested, I was like, oh, God, I was pausing it to see. And the voice cast and everything. Like, it was really, it really shows you kind of the pull that Robert Kirkman has now where he's like, I'm going to make a show. And everybody's just like, okay. <laughs> sure. Can I be mm-hmm. in it? He's like, yeah. It's like, great. How many of us? All of you. All of you can be in it. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I don't know. Yes. Um, no. Yeah. I. The music is yeah, the great on the show. Awesome. Actually, it is Everything really, really, really good. good. It's a. It's a um, great show. Yeah. It is. 
All right. So we're looking forward to season two. Uh, that was Invincible. Uh, Chelsea, where can people find you online? Uh, they can find me on Instagram and Facebook and Twitter under the name Climbing Trees. That's underscore climbing underscore trees. And uh, yeah, I have nice. a lot of art, do comics, uh, design comics. So uh, if you see Boom Studios comics out there in the world and you look inside of it, my name is probably there because I designed it. <laughs> and go buy them, people. Yeah. Go buy yeah. Boom Comics, please. Please, please do. Yep. <laughs> uh, Derek, what about uh, you? I am at Cinephile84, C-I-N-E-P-H-I-L-E-8-4 on Instagram. And I am at Derek underscore nickel d-e-r-e-k underscore n-i-c-k-e-l on the twitter and i should probably reconcile both of those handles into one <laughs> handle for all that but i'm old school and i don't know just where it's at um that's yeah that's totally fine there we go that's me <laughs> uh you can find me uh at asan the dj across social media at a-h-s-o-h-n the dj you can find episodes of this podcast and more at weekly regular on social media or at the weekly regular.com. Thank you again, Derek. Thank you again, Chelsea. My pleasure, man. Yeah, same here. Anytime. It's always a blast. All right. <laughs> great. Great to hear. Uh, and yeah, we will see y'all next week.